This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We've started a new series called More Than Enough. Chelsea Hines wanted to remind you that God is more than enough. And since he is more than enough, you are too. Enjoy. Welcome to HG Church. If this is your first time, my name is Chelsea Hines, and I want to thank you so much for just joining us here on this morning um, and just tuning in. We hope that you are blessed. If you are first-time guests, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are a church who loves people, and we hope that you feel loved on this morning. If you um, are a child um, and you're in PK3 through all the way through fifth grade, this is your time to go in the back to your classes. And we thank you so much for Miss Chaz. Can we give Miss Chaz a big hand clap? Guess what, guys? It's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. May I give honor to God first, and I give honor to our, our leader, Pastor Kevin Taylor, and I give honor to my parents. And then lastly, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna introduce it, you know, like I've I've always introduced it to everybody. But I give honor to my man's, okay, all right. I used to say three Z's, all right, with three Z's, all right. Uh, in May, I have the honor and the privilege to to join in union with with a wonderful man, and I'm so excited. He's on his assign, assignment, but I still want to give him honor. And then I want to shout out to our AGE campus family. I don't have my phone up here, but I know you all are on and locked in, and we are ready to uh, to get into this word. Just know that we love you in this building. Are y'all ready? I'm going to say that one more time. Are y'all ready? Are y'all really ready? All right. So today, we are starting a new series called More Than Enough. Say, More Than Enough. I need you to write it in the chat online. Say, more than enough. All right, typically, we start a new series at the beginning of the month, guys, I know. All right, but guess what? This couldn't wait. God needed to let you know that he is more than enough. Y'all gonna get it by the end, all right? And since he is more than enough, he, he wanted it to be a reminder that says, since he's more than enough, guess what? You are more than enough too. Come on. We started off this year with a series called God's Plan, and, and we learned that even through a pandemic, death, ill health, self-esteem issues, disconnection, heartache, and pain, that God still has a plan for us all. And guess what? He has a plan for you specifically. Say, he has a plan for me. All right, so we learned that we had to write the vision, make it plain, and carry it for others. The one thing God has called HG to carry and do is to thrive in wellness and in wholeness. Say wellness and wholeness. Good job, man. Y'all locked in today. I love it. In Bible study, we've been learning about spiritual discipline. And might I say, if you haven't joined in on Wednesday night, it's not too late. All right. Spiritual discipline will help us flourish and prosper 
and the areas that God has called us to, all right? So we have to understand that even in the quest of thriving, that there will be opposition and conflict along the way. There will be things to try to knock us off and get us off course and distract us from God's ultimate plan. It's your special day because God wants you to know that he is more than enough. Say more than enough. All right, write it down in the chat. Say it one more time, more than enough. Today, we get to learn about a prophet named Elijah. All right? And then I'm not even going to, you know, just, just cap, you know. I'm going to say cap because, you know, that's what the young, you know, kids say these days, cap, which means I'm not even going to lie, okay? I, I grew up hearing about Elijah, but I've never have taken the time to study Elijah. And the Lord had been pulling me to study Elijah, and I'm like, all right. All right, God, let's 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 get to it. All right. And and I learned great things about Elijah. And so um, I, I'm just going to call him. OK, I, I have got a name that I like to call him now. And he's the gangster prophet. All right. So, Chelsea, why are you calling this prophet a gangster? So let's turn our Bibles to first Kings chapter 17, verse one. And we about to find out why I'm calling him a gangster. All right. So, again, turn your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. All right? 1 Kings is in the Old Testament. If you, if you don't know, it's, it's fine. All right? But we do have the word up on the screen. And how I know that you will have it is just by standing and letting me know so we can all be on word accord on this morning. We want to reverence the word of God. All right? And, um, and starting with verse number 1. Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe and Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kirith Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you. For I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kirith Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up and there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Family, I'm here to teach from our series titles, More Than Enough. Look at somebody and say, More Than Enough. As you take your seat, find somebody else and say, More Than Enough. I need y'all to get that in your spirit on this morning. All right. So if you guys don't understand yet why I called um, Elijah, the gangster prophet, is because he pulled up to the scene out of nowhere. Before First King and seventeen, there was no, no, no description of Elijah, no story of how he grew up and and how he was born and how he was raised. He just pulled up to the scene with his silly missus. Okay, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> All right, parents, have you ever placed your child down for a nap? And as soon as you think the close is clear, you sneaking all out. Let me just, and then bam, you turn around and the baby came out of nowhere. Just standing there. That's what Elijah did. He came out of nowhere, all right? 
and, and he confronted one of the most powerful kings of Israel at that time, King Ahab. And so I, I want to give you some background so you can understand the context a little better of what we're going to get into today. At this time in the Bible, the tribes of Israel were split into two kingdoms, say two kingdoms. All right. So if you don't know, there was 12, there was 12 tribes and they were split into two kingdoms at this time. So you have the tribe of Judah and Benjamin, who was in the southern kingdom, and the rest of the ten tribes were in the northern kingdom that King Ahab ruled over. All right? And let me just say this, all right? Children of Israel were God's people. But in Matthew 12 and 25, Jesus states that a house divided against itself will not stand. And let me just say, the children of Israel really didn't stand a chance being divided. So that's just where they got it messed up. So I don't know. If you are in a household and stuff may be divided, but this is God's um, clarity to you to get on one accord because you don't want to stand against each other because it will fall. All right. Now back to the text. All right. You have King Ahab who did a no-no. All right, guys. Say no-no. And he married Jezebel. Whew. Jezebel was a wicked queen and a wicked wife, and she had a reputation for murder iniquity and sexual, um, um, just sexual immorality. Growing up in a good old Kojic church, all right, I would hear people say, you got that Jezebel spirit. Mm. And they would say it just like that, that Jezebel spirit with that rasp and that little, yeah, y'all know what I'm saying, okay? They would say, you got that Jezebel spirit. I'm letting you know, guys, that that, okay, was not a compliment. <laughs> it was not a compliment, so I don't know if it's like, okay, Jezebel, that's that cute. It was not a compliment, y'all, all right? Jezebel was wicked, <laughs> all right? And not only that, Queen Jezebel introduced worship of false gods like Baal, okay? He was a false god of rain uh, in nature, and she introduced that to King Ahab. And guess what King Ahab gonna do? He gonna introduce it to the kingdom. Oh, Lord. See, that's why it's important who you marry, because looks and sex isn't everything. And if you're not careful, you could be connecting and, be and becoming one with someone who will introduce you to the wrong things. So beware. I'm just saying that's a little, that's a little add-in. But King Ahab introduced the worship of the false gods and eventually built temples for them. King Ahab was breaking one of the well-known commandments. Say, he was breaking them. Thou shalt not put no other God before me. Not only that, but his queen Jezebel started to murder all of the true prophets of, uh, of the living God. Here you have God's cho chosen children worshiping false gods. All right? And then back, let's go back to 1 Kings 17 and 1. All right, Hassan, come, come up here for me. I just, I just, I, I, I just need y'all to, to get this imagery of what he was doing. Just stand right here, all right? So Hassan, everybody say, hey, Hassan. All right, he's going to be King Ahab, all right? So Elijah literally just strolled up to King Ahab, okay, and was like, as surely as the Lord, okay, the God of Israel, the God I serve, said that there will be no dew or no rain in this land until I give word. He, in my mind, that he just rolled up and he just dropped the mic. He won. 
is. He just rolled up on him. He said what God said, and he dropped the mic, and he walked off. He said, ain't no rain, bro. Then he went to hide, instructed. Um, he went to hide where the Lord instructed him, okay, where God commanded ravens to feed Elijah day and night. So what you have to understand that God was setting up Elijah for something great. Everybody say something great. So here you have the kingdom of Israel worshiping and depending on false gods, depending on Baal, the God of rain, to provide water so they can produce a harvest. So I'm here to say to some of you, um, we, we have somehow created false or idol gods at one point, okay? And you see, a lot of us started to depend on things like our job, okay? Um, things like uh, like our job or, or just whatever it is that we have put our minds to depend on. That is just um, a resource, okay? Those are just the resources. But like Pastor Corey said, it's not the source. Come on, look at somebody and say, it's not the source. See, some of us have made drinking, some of us have made drugs, some of us have made sex outside of marriage our God. But depending on these things, um, we've been depending on these things to make us feel better emotionally, mentally, and even spiritually. All right? We have to build a culture. Um, we, we have built a culture of depending on false gods to produce and to provide a harvest. But we can't do that anymore, guys. Let me give you a hot moment. Everybody say hot moments. And I'm not talking about Meg the Stallion, all right? Write it in the chat. Hot moments. That just means honest, open, and transparent. So at the beginning of March of this year, I had a major surgery. And for those of you who, who follow me on social media, y'all heard my testimony. And I know for a fact that God wanted me to get this surgery, all right? Because he said, yo, we thriving all 2021. All right, so I work for a job that provides insurance, okay? I work for a job that provides disability, okay? I had everything mapped out in January, okay? I have my surgery. I get to be home for six weeks racking it up, okay? I started singing, if it's up, then it's leaning it up, okay? I was just, I was just like happy, you know? Vacation, there we go, my TikTok people, okay? All right, yeah, okay. And so three weeks into my recovery vacation, that's what I called it, recovery vacation, I noticed that I haven't gotten paid, y'all. Okay. And I haven't received no notification. I'm going through my email. Well, maybe they sent a text. Okay. Well, let me go on to my, my job system to see if they left a note. I don't, nothing. They ain't leave nothing. Okay. So I'm like, it's been three weeks. Your girl ain't, got, ain't gotten paid. So I called my insurance, and they told me that I have a pre-existing condition clause in my disability claim, and I'm under investigation. <sighs> I was like, bro, are you serious? When I called and set up everything in January, didn't nobody say nothing about no, no clause. See, that's how they do you, Sister Ginger. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm disabled three weeks in, and y'all want to bring up this clause? And so I was like, you know what, God? I'm going to give it to you, God. I ain't going to be worried about it, you know, whatever. It's going to work out. Y'all, I got the call the next week. Y'all, my claim got denied. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. My claim got denied. <laughs> it, it felt like that. Oh, Lord. I, my claim got denied. And I didn't receive any money for the whole month of March. 
I didn't. My mom said, no, you didn't. I didn't. And I was completely frustrated and saddened because, you know, your, your girl is now engaged at the time and, and, and planning. And now I'm starting to plan a wedding. I'm trying to prepare for marriage and moving and mention the bills that you still have still coming. And so I'm like, man, and I don't want to touch and drain my savings. So I'm like, Lord, I'm just, I'm frustrated. I call my fiance crying and upset and was like, babe, I'm going back to work tomorrow. Okay. Y'all, it's a random Tuesday. I'm, I'm going to my doctor, and they're going to write me a note, and I'm going back, okay? Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they're trying to play me like this, but I'm going back, okay? Y'all, well, he gathered me quickly, all right? That's why, in, what, that's why it's important who we marry, all right? And he said, we are sticking to our plan. You will go back when they release you, and we will pray. And I was like, what? So I was mad for the rest of the day, okay? I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, you know. I, I just, I didn't tell him I was mad. I was just mad for the rest of the day. <laughs> and so the next morning I woke up, and, and I had my solitude time with God, all right? Okay, if, if anybody, all my Wednesday people, they know. My solitude time with God. And he said to me, disability isn't your God. Insurance isn't your God. You don't depend on them. You depend on me. I am more than enough. Come on. I don't know what you've been depending on, but here's your reminder. He's more than enough. You might have been depending on that child support tech. He's more than enough. You might have been depending on your government assistant, but guess what? He's more than enough. You might have been depending on a friend, but let me tell you, he is more than enough. Some of you might have been dependent on President Joe Biden to cut them financial aid. I'm waiting too. But guess what? He's more than enough. Say he's more than enough. Don't be like the children of Israel and start depending, start depending on things that can't produce a true harvest in your life. As Deacon Yellow Beezy quoted in a song, that's on me, baby. <laughs> okay, I'm, we this and that, so I'm going to go that really fast, all right? He said, Deacon Yellow Beezy said, that's on me, baby. But God is saying, that's on me. The change you want, that's on me. The joy you've been searching for, that's on me. The love you've been desiring, that's on me. That's on me. The healing that you've been needing, that's on me. That's on me. I ain't gonna sing it. So what are you depending on? What are you depending on and who may you be depending on? Jesus, Jesus is saying, I am more than enough. Come on, write that in the chat. I am more than enough. God was setting up the scene for Elijah. Elijah was there. Elijah said, there will be no rain, even no dew. Let's stop right there, okay? Y'all know like the dew in the morning. Rest upon. It wasn't resting up on no grass. God said, I ain't, I ain't going to even give you the little dew. 
Now, some of them probably was like, oh, you, well, you know what? We're we going to get that due in the morning. But God was like, no, I ain't even giving you that. I'm drying it all up. I'm drying all your resources up. Anything else that you're trying, anything else that you're trying to think of, I'm drying all of that up. So I said, whoa, okay, God. He said, even no do for many years until he give the word. Until he gives the word. See, some of us feel like we've been in a drought, in a hard season for so long, but God hasn't given us the word. We're growing weary, but faint not because God has not given you your word yet. We've been depending on other things too much. And God stopped all of that. He will stop all of that, just like he stopped all that rain and the dew. All right? He's, he's going to stop all that. And he stopped all of that to show you that he is the alpha and omega, that he's the beginning and that he's the end, and that he's the I am that I am. You're just in the middle of this hard season, but he hasn't given you the word yet. God showed me, okay, that I was in a horrible cycle with men. And, 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 and how I use sex before marriage and pornography as a coping and validation for my self-esteem. Self but God had to break me and let me sit in my brokenness and heal me. So what felt like the end, God was just creating a new beginning. Let me say that one more time. What feels like the end for you, God is just creating a new beginning. I'm going to come on this side. What feels like the end for you, God is just creating a new beginning. And the reason why it feels like it's, it's the end, because God is just wanting you to depend on him. I had to depend on him in my singleness like never before. What I thought was a famine was God preparing me for favor. I'm going to say that one more time. What, what I thought was a famine, God was preparing me for favor. Say, we favored in this famine. Come on, just say, we favored in this famine. Hmm. So there are three things that we can learn from Elijah just in these seven little verses, y'all. Y'all, God was giving so much revelation. We ain't even in the thick of this thing. But he was giving so much revelation in the first seven verses. The first thing we learn is that we have to show up. Say, write show up. If, if you're taking notes, just put show up. Write it in the chat. Show up. Show up. Elijah showed up out of nowhere. And he told King Ahab what God said. Elijah didn't send a messenger. <laughs> he didn't send a friend. He didn't send a text or email, but he showed up, okay? Now, um, uh, uh, I wouldn't say my hood people, but, you know, my, 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 my other extravagant people, okay? You be telling people, go ahead and pull up then. All right, I, come on, I got one in the back, okay? Look, we're going to be real, church, because some of y'all from Stop 6, okay? So y'all know that pull-up game, all right? We got some church members who packing heat in their purses. I ain't going to say no names, but they, look, look, you say pull up. Pull up. Come on, Granny. Pull up. <laughs> and let me tell you, Elijah pulled up to that thing. He showed up. Everybody say, showed up. 
For those of you who don't know, the name Elijah means Yahweh is my God. Man, even in his name, he showed up for God. Yahweh is my God. Not Yahweh is God, but Yahweh is my God. So even in his name, he was showing up. What do I mean when I say show up? I mean not backing down from the enemy. Showing up with the true armor of God. You see, when my disability was denied, my faith and independency wavered. Okay? On God, it wavered. It wavered. And I showed up. But guess what, y'all? I didn't have my armor on. And you were a fool if you show up to the enemy's camp without your proper war gear on. Oh, see, some of us think that we can pull up to, to, to a fight and they got a gun and, I, and, and I'm not invoking violence, but, but you got to show up to a war with your gear on. Ain't nobody out out there in the wars without their gun, without their vest, without, they, they got the proper gear on, but so you will be a fool to show up without it. I didn't have my shield of faith because it wavered. I left my belt of truth. I left it because I forgot the truth of, of, of what his word had said. And I dropped my sword of the spirit. We can't do that, y'all. We have to be ready. Say, I have to be ready. Y'all, we have to be ready. The next thing we learn is to be confident in what God says. If you're taking notes, the next thing that we learn is to be confident in what God says. Write that in the chat. Be confident in what God says. Elijah told Ahab, as surely, <laughs> as for so, so. He didn't have no other thoughts. He didn't waver in anything. He said, as surely. He showed up and was confident in what God had um, what God had given him to say, all right? And in the words of evangelist Nene Leakes, he said what he said, <laughs> okay? Look, look, I, I just got to put it in, in our turn. He said what he said. So sometimes you got to tell the enemy, God said what he said. He said that he will not put more on me than I can bear. He said what he said. I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. He said what he said. He said that I am the head and I'm not the tail. Hey, but he said what he said. We got to have that. He said what he said, faith. He said what he said. We can't show up to the enemy not confident in the word. Because what if Jesus wasn't confident in the word when the enemy tried to come and tempt him? Be confident. And how do you be confident? You study your word. Everybody say study my word. Not only just to read or to memorize, but you need to gain an understanding. The under, that understanding will help you produce confidence in God's word. Say, he said what he said. Yeah. And lastly, after we show up for God's word and we are confident in God's word, we have to learn to depend 
on God's word. <laughs> Elijah had to depend on what God said. Y'all want to know why he had to depend on God said? Because he told him to go to a brook and ravens was going to feed you. Them little unclean animals that you told us that we can't eat of, right? But he had to depend on God. Elijah could have been like, what, God, you told us um, to not eat of these unclean animals, but you want me to eat of what it brings me? Many people think God didn't show grace in the Old Testament, but hey, he did. <laughs> and, even, and even through this act that he did, Elijah had to depend on some ravens to be fed. But guess what? That's what God told him. It might not have made sense then, but God was preparing him for such a time. See, a lot of us, we try to wait until it makes sense. I'm going to say that one more time. A lot of us wait until it makes sense. But guess what? God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So don't wait till it makes sense. Just go ahead and do what he's asking you to do. And then you will see it anyway when you start walking that thing out. When you start walking in it, you will start to see. That's the truth. Yes, that's, that's the truth. And y'all want to know how um how how I know it's the truth. And I'm closing. In March of 2020, I got furloughed through the pandemic, y'all. And I'm not gonna lie, I was living it up. <laughs> okay. Unemployment checks was nice. Okay, just rent on rent on rent. Okay. Yeah, that's that's just how it was. All right. And then when June of 2020 came around. Okay, I was not ready for this. I was really trying to wait until like July. But they called me back in June to come back to work. All right. But the Lord asked me to decline. He didn't ask. He told me to decline. Don't go back to work. And if, if anybody knows me, I'm a person who don't like to live paycheck to paycheck. I am a good financial steward. And I did not understand. It didn't make sense to me. Why? Why don't you want me to go back to work? Okay? Why? What else I'm going to do? Okay? They want me to come back to work. Guess what? My unemployment check's going to stop. I ain't getting the extra 600 no more. I don't know what you want me to do, Lord. <laughs> okay? It didn't make sense. And my salary was cut more than half. Y'all, I was only living off $720 a month. Oh! <sighs> With a car note, bills, car insurance, okay? A really low rent, thank God for great parents. <laughs> okay? Sometimes I didn't really pay it, but thank God for parents. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but it didn't make sense at the time. And guess what happened, guys? Two weeks later, Pastor Corey had a heart attack. And a week and a, lap, and a, week and a half later, he had triple bypass surgery. And before going into surgery, Pastor Corey briefed me on everything. And he said, Chelsea, I trust you. He said, you know what to do. And little do y'all know, because the church was closed, 
and, 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 and most of us were at home. All of July and August 2020, I had to operate HG with the strength of God and the help of a great man. And guys, it was scary. I was like, Lord, I'm just a little old worship leader. <laughs> I just sing hallelujah. How can I do this? But little did I know, God was preparing me for more. He prepped me for a time like this. What I thought was a famine only making $720 a month. God was preparing me for more. And I need you to understand and don't forget that the famine, it affected Elijah too. And eventually the brook dried up. and There was no more water. But God continued to provide for Elijah. The way that he provides for us may not be the way that we imagine, but he will provide. Come on, as we stand in all over this place, just look at somebody and say, the Lord will provide. Come on, look at somebody else. I need y'all to believe it in this place. The Lord will provide. I'm not sure what your famine is looking like. And I'm not sure how long you've been in it. But God needed you to know that he is more than enough. In his word, he says that my grace is sufficient for you. And we think that that grace is, is for anybody else, but no, God has said it's for you. It's for you. Come on, just point to yourself and say, it's for me. So what we just want to declare in this hour and this time is that he is more than enough. He is more. Even right now, at times I battle with not feeling like I'm enough. God, no, I'm not the pastor, but you've called me to be somewhat of a leader. I ain't never did this. But God said, it's not even about you. It's about me. And I'm more than enough. I'm all that you need. And I don't know what it is. It may be your marriage. It may be your singleness. It may be your finances. Heck, it may even be your doubt. It may be your faith. But the Lord said he is more than enough. And with all heads bowed, our eyes are closed. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word, your on-time word, God. God, thank you for not us, us having to wait as a, at the beginning of the month to start a new series, but you said start now. 
because my people need to know that I am more than enough for them. That even in a rain and through the drought and through the famine that I will still provide because we are favored in the family. Lord, thank you for your word being enough. Thank you for your peace being enough. Thank you for your strength being enough. Thank you for your healing being enough. And I pray that anybody who is on, who's under the sound of my voice, Father, that they believe and now they know that you are more than enough. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We hope something was said or done for you to return back to our HG podcast with us next week. Now, this is a time where you can partner with our ministry. We have a heart code of worship and giving. It's just another form of that. You can give via cash app, dollar sign heavenly gospel, or you can go online at hglovespeople.com, press the give tab and partner with us today. Now we hope that you have a blessed week and guess what? We love you.